0: Welcome to the We Are Next podcast, advice and insight from all over the advertising industry to help you navigate your career with confidence. I'm Natalie Kim.
1: I am do, Associate Creative Director at Carol H. Williams Advertising for Digital and Social Media.
0: And thanks for listening. Hi everybody, it's Natalie and welcome to Episode 9. I mentioned in yesterday's weekly email that We're Next is taking over Ad Color's Instagram story to cover the 2017 Ad Color conference, which has been happening here in Los Angeles over the last couple days. So if you're listening to this before end of day Tuesday, you should be able to catch some of the story. So head over to at AdColor on Instagram to see footage from some really amazing speakers, as well as advice from attendees. Our guest do is what you'd call a creative chameleon, and he's used his varied interests and skills in visual art, videography, social, teaching, and art direction throughout his winding career path. He's driven by what's next while still drawing from history, as well as a continuous desire to grow. Plus, he has a really great laugh. Just a heads up, we we're recording in Oakland at the Carol H. Williams Advertising Office, and while we decided to come in really early to record. There's still some Oakland garbage truck action happening at the very beginning in the background, but it ends pretty quickly. So let's get to it. Enjoy. So much for having me here it's really early in the morning we came in we came in before anyone else came which is smart because a lot of times we're dealing with like background noise and all that crap so yeah out. yeah it's um, really early it's a really amazing space i love how it's just taken kind of like the original building it has a lot of character
1: yeah oh yeah i mean i think that's one of the things i love about coming to work every day is that you know your environment really helps in regards to like that energy so yeah it's definitely always nice to come here
0: yeah uh, so we met at AdMerica. I wanted to tell the story, and I don't know if I told you this, maybe I mentioned it offhand, but we were at this conference in New Orleans and I was on Instagram stories like you do. And yep. <laughs> yep. and I was I don't know who I was following, maybe it was Ad Color or something, and I know um, you know, you're involved in running their social media. And so mm-hmm. um I saw or maybe I was following you, and I saw that you had posted from the awards, and I was—I think I like messaged you. I was like, "I'm here too," but we hadn't actually like met in person. <laughs> met, yeah. So it's one of those like social media connections turned real life for a second uh, at yeah, this But award that's show.
1: totally what it is now. You know yeah, what right? I mean? Like you know, the days of business cards are just kind of out the door. It's yeah. like, what's your IG handle? You know? Totally, so, yeah. totally.
0: So I intercepted you and said, "Hey, I'd love to have you on the podcast," and now we're here. Um, while I'm in town in mm-hmm. uh, in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Yes. Um, so anyways I'm really excited to have this conversation. So, let's, Me too. Let's jump into it. Okay. So you've had a lot of different roles in your career. Um, on your LinkedIn, I was you know creeping on your LinkedIn, um, <laughs> graphic designer for the Atlanta Hawks, um, art director, design instructor at the Arts Institute, social yep. media manager. So can you talk us through some of the major highlights and kind of turning points in your long career?
1: yeah um i think that um if anything it's always been under being a creative individual you know um and also making sure that i'm in positions that i'm happy um and i think that that was the biggest thing it's just always uh pushing uh my boundaries and making sure i'm in a position that is challenging me uh because as creatives like at the end of the day you want to be And I think that that's kind of what comes first. I mean, of course, you have the great big clients you want to work on. Some clients are smaller. But, you know, uh, with me, it's always been about how can I be challenged as a creative individual? And so, you know, as soon as I'm somewhere that I'm not challenged, then, you know, I, you know, will actually approach someone to say, hey, I need, you know, more work or I need a bigger opportunity or whatever that is. But it's really about being in positions that are going to constantly make me grow. So, I will continue to, you know, challenge myself and align myself with organizations where that opportunity presents itself.
0: How about any highs or lows when you think back to the like path that you've taken? And I think it's great, you know, that you've been guided by this desire to grow and to to become better and that's really taking you to a lot of different roles, you know, you're not just kind of like staying on one track. Can you think of any points where you just were over the moon about something or about a position or mm-hmm. about a project that you were working on and then on the flip side any point where you were like oh man
1: <laughs> yeah um i mean i i think that i think back to a point in my career where i didn't necessarily um the agency I could say that I was working at at the time, I just did not align with culturally. I just, you know, I don't think that I was a cultural fit. And that's something that um, is actually very important because that's going to eventually help and motivate you in regards to, um, like, your motivation to be in that area and to be in that, you know, to that, that area to, to grow as individual. But instead of, you know, kind of accepting, I would say, the challenge, Um, it made me um, kind of like standoffish, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to where it just was not a good place to be in. So I definitely realized that being around people that um, actually, you know, or being around somebody, I can't even say people, but someone that has a similar background to you or that can relate to you is just so helpful because the last thing that you want to have to work, that you want to have to worry about when coming to work is more so the cultural fit like you could be on pins and needles when it comes to your creative work questioning and wondering oh my goodness is this going to work or is somebody going to like this but I think that um, it gets just a little weary when you're more so worried about like just the the politics of it all Mm -hmm. and you know the the agency culture.
0: I I think that's such a great point because there are a lot of amazing agencies out there that do amazing work and they have you know, really big names that everyone, everyone wants to work there, especially when they get right out of school, because they've heard so much about them, but they might not be, if they're not the right cultural fit, all that doesn't even matter. Like if you go to work every day, kind of on, like you said, on pins and needles for the wrong reason, because yep. you're kind of like watching yourself or you feel like you don't fit in, uh, in a certain way, like socially, I just can't, that would be so uncomfortable and just yeah. it's like the whole experience.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah.
0: What about anything you wish you'd known when you were just starting out? Like if you could tell your younger self something.
1: Oh, man. Um, I would tell my younger self um, to really foster a strong support system. Mm -hmm. And I have done that. Um, but it's definitely been along the way. I think that as you progress within advertising or within any type of creative industry, um, the problem that I'm seeing, which is why I think a lot of organizations uh, that I'm affiliated with, you know, Marcus Graham Project or even um, Ad Color, uh, do a great job at really um, like fostering a constant flow of mentorship. Yeah. Through their programs and I think that what happens so often is that that level of mentorship kind of changes and it like shifts so when you're starting off in the industry you have all of these programs um, and I would even say as especially as it pertains to diversity and inclusion to where it's like you're going to have your biggest cheerleaders starting off in the industry and then as you grow you know, um, of course that cheerleader section kind of like reduces because a lot of it is dependent upon you. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of that is because you're actually having to step up, be a leader, and take care of yourself. But I think that there is a level of mid-level mentorship that is missing across the board. And um, I would just tell myself to constantly make sure that I have that system, and luckily I do. I know some great people in the industry, and then also you know the number the two people most important to me in my life are my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. so you know I, I have them, but I think that um, some uh, younger creatives really get blinded by that, and I think that 's also why I have pushed myself to constantly be a mentor to so many people because um, I, I know what that feels like it's not a good feeling
0: yeah yeah I, I like to think and point out too that <laughs> you know mentors especially at the mid-level don't necessarily have to be someone that's more senior than you or even someone who's like on your team you could like look laterally at people who oh yeah you know you work with on a different uh, department or a different team oh yeah and even on the client side maybe you know if you have that relationship with them and kind of learn things from them mm-hmm. kind of because you come at things from a different perspective or mm-hmm. you have different slightly different roles and I think at the mid-level you both have enough experience that you do have a lot to learn from each other it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who's like been in the game for for so many yeah, years you yeah know. I
1: mean it, it actually helps if it's not somebody that's been in yeah. the game for a lot of years because you know um you also want to always have your options open. Yeah. Um, this industry is forever changing. Yes. I'm gonna really age myself when I talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Black don't crack, no, sorry. <laughs> but no, I say all that to say that, you know, um, like for instance, you know, social media just was not around even like when I had my portfolio, like it was not, um, it was not, like there you know I would say Facebook you know kind of but it just was not there and I think that um, what what has happened which is why also my positions have changed Mm -hmm. is because I have been able to keep up with the industry in terms of what's happening in terms of um, those different positions like I mean in terms of even an associate creative director over digital and social Mm -hmm. that did not exist like roughly you know, 2005, that was not a position that people thought that they would need because it was not, you know, on the forefront. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's important that you are open-minded and that you are constantly trying to make sure that you're keeping up with the industry um, in terms of some of those advances that they're making, Mm -hmm. um, because it's important to know when you need to kind of hop onto the next wave. And I feel that you know that's why I'm also so passionate about advertising because we're at a time to where you know tech is very big digital is very big um, social is very big you know all those different things and so I think that you know when it comes to that platform you have to really um, be mindful because advertising is uh, truly a world of its own, and I think that it's up to us to preserve, you know, um, the industry as much as possible.
0: That's such a great thought. I'm just like letting that sit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I I totally agree, and I think it's one of the reasons why, too, going back to what you said about kind of keeping up with what's going on in the industry, especially uh, with people who are kind of your peers or kind of are kind of in the thick of things and not, I won't say on their way out, but like not kind of like well into their career. It's a reason why I love having, whether it's a guest writer or someone, a guest on a podcast, and I'm not referring to you, no Mm -hmm. offense, but like people who are like just starting out because, um, I think their experience, even though they feel like they're super junior, uh-huh. like their experience is going to be most relevant to the students who are listening or, or reading um, because, you know, they just went through that process yeah. like today, not like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. so I always think their, their perspective is valuable as well.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that and, you know, it's something even as... You know, a senior creative. I make sure that like I push myself to stay true to that because yeah. you always want to have that fine balance. And um, I think that you know that those are the places that that have resonated with me yeah. in terms of places and also senior leaders, way, way, you know, CEOs. However, that are open to saying like, okay, I don't know this, but bring. How can we do this? Mm-hmm. Bring this. Like, let's talk more about this right. because that's the only way that you're going to be able to even advance your ideas, right, you know? Right. So it's important to, um, as a lot of people say, you you know, you can mentor up and also mentor down. Mm-hmm. You know, I have mentees that are also mentors to me yeah. because, you know, I'm not 18, right. you know, 19, 20 <laughs> right. and like, you know, doing the things, or I mean, heck, at this point, I guess my little cousins <laughs> could even be, you know, like a mentee, I mean, like, you know, like yeah. he's six, but like, you know, they came out with the toys, the little fidget things that's yeah. like a stress reliever. So right, Right. Um, he's all
0: about it. He he's knows. all about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, he's all
1: about it, you know, cartoons. So yeah. I think it's important that from a wide perspective, you keep up with the times, you yeah. keep up with new music, you keep up with just everything. But mm-hmm. also at the same time, it's so important to also look back in history right. to figure out what things you could bring in. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching an Andy Warhol um, documentary, uh, that was recently put on HBO Go. Okay. Um, they're not paying me with they should. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, it's recently put on HBO Go. Um, it, it was about his Brillo box Okay. and, uh, and all about like just buying art and how you never know where that art can go. And so, you know, back when he was coming out with the Brillo box campaign with pop art, yes. this couple, they actually purchased the box mm-hmm. and then later and they had it around their house and then later on they sold the box didn't think anything of it I think they purchased it for and Andy Warhol actually signed it oh my gosh they purchased it for I don't I think it was like maybe a couple hundred bucks yeah and then most recently it was recently auctioned off for three million dollars <laughs> You know what I mean yeah so I say that to say that you know and it was recently like 2017 versus you know the 60s um, or maybe I think the 70s -hmm. whenever pop art was big but Mm -hmm. I think that it's you know the same thing it is so rich and the other day it's funny uh, somebody actually called me a sophisticated millennial (laughs) Um, and I think that they said that based off of you know I mean, I can go all the way back with you yeah. or I can go completely forward with mm-hmm, you where mm-hmm. like your brain will explode because right. it's something that doesn't even exist. Right. And it's important, you know, mm-hmm. to, to constantly preserve history, but make history. That's the model you should have. How can you preserve history? How can you make history? That's yeah. your job as a creative individual.
0: I love that line. I love it. I'm going to plaster that everywhere <laughs> 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 on the notes for this episode. Yeah. So you mentioned your role here briefly mm-hmm. at Carol H. Williams, Associate Creative Director of Social and Digital, Digital yes. and Social. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, social, yeah.
0: So can you explain exactly what that means and what you do here?
1: Yeah, um, you know, the biggest thing is really um, always uh, coming up with solutions and more so um, Figuring out the best ways to integrate um, social media through our ideas, you know, essentially we, you know, that is a, a platform that is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's also very much so advanced. Mm-hmm. But making sure that uh, we're constantly thinking about the social um, strategy as it pertains to how the campaigns are coming to life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, it's a position that um, actually I could say kind of started um, you know, with, within myself, um, and I feel like social media is just one of those things that you just pick up on, and it just, like, starts, like, before I knew it, I was tweeting a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, but like I said, when Facebook came out, I was on Facebook, when MySpace was out, I was on MySpace, okay. when Twitter was out, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. like, IG stories, as soon as they started doing IG stories live, I hosted an IG stories live thing, somebody was like, you do not, you know, play around, but, um, <laughs> I just think that you know if the technology is there to use it Mm -hmm. and um, that is one of the biggest things you know particularly here at the agency is just always kind of thinking about how can like what is the social play on this and how can we enhance it to get our uh, you know to get our message across to our uh, target audience that we're trying to reach with any particular campaign that we're working on.
0: Right. I also love how brands experiment with their voice and, you know, really what they're putting out on social because it Mm -hmm. is so, it can be so different from what they do on their kind of like above the line. I mean, I guess social is still above the line, but Mm -hmm. you know, like what you're doing on TV and in print and even on online video versus like what you're tweeting about or what you're putting on Instagram stories where it's so ephemeral and so like um, uh, one-on-one with people or it feels um, like one-on-one even though you're broadcasting it out. mm -hmm. I don't know, it just changes have the nature of the creative itself, which I think is exciting.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think you bring up a great point, and I totally agree with you 100%. Um, and I, I, think that, I think that the brands that are doing it are smart, but I, I still feel that there is a push with creatives um, to where we're trying to also get brands there yeah. um, because they're also not understanding that it's a totally different audience that you're speaking to. Right. And while you do have this audience that you're reaching, from a social media perspective, that audience completely changes and is different. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of that language, you know? Um, I think that the best example most recently to where it's like, you'll see like their printed stuff, you'll look at their website, you'll even go into one. But then if you look at Wendy's, you know, Twitter account, you're like, wait a minute, what (laughs) is this? You know, because it's very different from their voice. And I, and um, advertising is actually getting um, very exciting in that aspect because I think that we're able to understand that just as individuals mm-hmm. like and I I almost feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I'm about to give something great away but anyway <laughs> this is this is an exclusive just for you okay I think just as much as um, you know as humans we have all different you know ways that you know that make up who we are. So we cry, we're happy, we're sad. Uh, sometimes, you know, we're angry. And I think that brands can truly have the opportunity to do the same thing as long as they stick stick to their core values. So where they choose to express those various different personalities, mm-hmm. I think that's where social media comes into play. The way that you're going to showcase your brand and your personality on Twitter is different versus Facebook is different versus Instagram is different. It's different versus Snapchat they're all different you know areas so um, I think that that's exciting uh, for advertising for sure
0: yeah I love that idea too where like, Why would we expect a brand, especially if we're trying to have a relationship with a mm-hmm. brand to be kind of like one tone in, and not tone in terms of tone of voice, but like one tone in terms of like emotional tone, you know what yes. I mean? Like that, like, why couldn't a brand get like upset or angry at something like in their own way, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of play maybe even a bigger role in like what's going on in the world or, you know what I mean? And not just stick to talking about themselves or I feel like it opens up a lot more opportunities for them to explore
1: yeah and it it brings in a sense of culture as well you know which I think is very important is um, as much as you have you know the brand uh, message and the brand pillars and all those various things it's like what is the brand culture like what does that look like and so that's at least uh, my role and you know, not only in life but also here, it's always trying to figure out how does the how does it look from a cultural perspective.
0: Mm, that's so interesting. So I wanted to shift a little bit and talk about career versatility. Um, we talked a little bit about your path, and I mentioned some of the roles. And mm-hmm. I feel like I wanted to ask, like, how you've really embraced the various skills and interests that you have without coming off as kind of scattered or or master of none.
1: I. Know for a fact that it's always been uh, making sure that I'm more so utilizing all of my skills Mm -hmm. to uh, bring them into whatever project I'm working on so um, I think that through that it's it's been an advantage to me because I'm able to say yes I can I can do that I can design it I can write it I can come up with the copy I can you know uh, have an idea for social media I can you know do all those various different things mm-hmm. and you know once again it was me understanding the landscape of the industry to where it's like you know uh, agencies weren't Agencies went from looking for art directors to where art directors had to know how to design. Mm-hmm. So they were saying art directors, however, you were really a graphic designer. Right. And I realized that, you know, they weren't necessarily looking for art directors anymore. Mm-hmm. They were looking for like creative individuals, mm-hmm. period, that were like creative. So just making sure that I had all, all those skills in order to enhance my ideas personally and bring them to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, um, that has really resonated through my work. So I can't say that, you know, looking at, um, my background or even looking at my resume that it doesn't look scattered because it does. (laughs) However, I think that, uh, what I have at the end of the day is some great pieces and campaigns and projects that I've worked on to where people understand the method behind my madness,
0: right? Right. It looks like you have, like, a toolbox of things that you're kind of, like, pulling out. Exactly. Like, I like whatever. that.
1: Yeah. Actually, you could look at it like one of those old school pencil boxes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just know? pulling out what you back need. Back to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just seeing what I need.
0: Um, it seems like you travel a ton for work. This mm-hmm. is, like, kind of shifting again. Um, you know, following you on Instagram and all that stuff. Yes. So, was that something that you consciously worked towards in your career, or did you just kind of fall into those opportunities?
1: Um. <laughs> you know um i have um traveled a lot um yeah Mm -hmm. i i've I've traveled a lot just even at previous agencies that i was at Mm -hmm. um and also you know uh traveling here too and I, i i think it's just the it's like the lay of the land um you know i think that when you're first starting off ideally That is everybody's dream to like travel a lot for work and go all these different places. But it's also very exhausting. (laughs) It's also very exhausting. Um, However, though, I do purposely also schedule trips. Um, because I think it's important to be in other places. Um, I mean, I am a person that was born in New York, you know, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and I also went to school, you know, I went to um, college in uh, Alabama, so um, and you know, I lived in Texas, now I'm in the West Coast, so I just always am looking for uh, kind of a a big idea. It's crazy. And it's I think that that has actually came across through my life and through traveling and through traveling so much because the same things that I think of or that I find in Florida, I'm not going to find in like Portland, you know, Um, and it's the same thing versus, you know, I'm going to Hawaii in October. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. (laughs) So um, I just I think that it is important to definitely travel to see new things, and also it helps sometimes to just get out of a funk. Like you know, it's like you see the same people, you see we all see the same four walls like (laughs) so much throughout our throughout our throughout a year. So it's like I'm like no, I don't want to do that. And, um, you know, it, it, it really helps to kind of get the creative juices flowing. And it's also good for um, just self-care,
0: too. Yeah, I agree. And I think when you're starting out, too, I was just thinking back as you were talking, mm-hmm. how, you know, like you said, everyone wants to travel a lot for work, especially when you're going into advertising. I think that's something that, I don't know, we feel like comes with the territory. Like, yes. we work in advertising. We have the opportunity to travel for work uh, with different clients and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when you start out, I feel like you end up going to places like, Cleveland and, like, (laughs) all these, like, little places, which is, like, nothing against Cleveland, obviously, but I think, like, it's, like, yeah, right, it's, like, (laughs) it's, like, raising your hand for whatever travel is out there, because, honestly, like, the, once you get more and more senior, like you said, it gets exhausting, people start having Hmm. families, those people don't necessarily want to do that kind of travel, and so I think as a junior, there's an opportunity to be, like, I'll go, you know what I mean, obviously, you have to earn it and stuff, but also, like, just, you know, expressing that you're willing to to go anywhere you know where the the job sends you,
1: yeah, and I mean it definitely is all about lifestyle, I mean you know um you you i mean it, it depends you know, and you can also have have that flexibility to that to do that, and you know right. luckily for me, I do yeah, and it's also something that I have been aware of, however, um you know there are definitely times and I'm pretty sure if you follow me on instagram, it's like he is the biggest bum because also <laughs> at the same time. When I am at home, I am like completely at home. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about house shoes, robes, <laughs> Netflix, yeah. you know, big sandwich, wine, yes. um, eight hour day, sleeping right. about, you know, you know, I mean, 24 hour day, but yeah. sleeping about 20 hours you right. know, out of the day. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you have to have that, that balance okay. too.
0: Totally. So if I talk to your boss here at the agency, what's something oh. that she or he would say that you still need to work on? What's something that you're still kind of working on to improve in your career?
1: Wow, that's a that's a cool question. I like the way you framed that up. You know, I, I think that the one thing that, um, that I'm still working on that is important, like I said, is... Um, Diving deeper into insights, mm-hmm. and diving deeper into advances as it pertains to uh, the approach for advertising. So what I say by saying that is not necessarily focusing so much on the tools that I know that we have, mm-hmm. but really diving in deeper to figure out what that next tool is. Um, and it's the same way like we were hit with social media, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, like, how cool would it, have, would it have been if we were already there, you know, or at least I felt like I was already there in terms of bringing in those ideas through social media, um, you know, like, you know, 20 years ago, I guess. Right. I mean, not, you know, I was wouldn't have been able to do it, but, <laughs> um, you know, I just think it's important because the same way, like, it's truly happened, you know what I mean, to where, like, you know, advertising has went from print Then it went from print to radio. Then it went from radio to TV. Then it went from TV to, you know, you have the Internet. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you went from the Internet to, like, these, you know, um, fully integrated campaigns to where you're realizing that it's everywhere. You know, and then it went from that to now it's like social media is a big thing. So I would say um, just netting out more time and having more, um, you know, insights in regards to what is next when it comes to the platform that we're going to be utilizing uh, for advertising
0: it's always a struggle because yeah. we are so in advertising focused on right now because the yeah. problems we're trying to solve for our clients are like tomorrow, right now? yeah, you know? <laughs> like, like right in the moment, like yeah. we like like move the needle right now. But to your point, you know, if we carve out, if we're able to carve out some time to look a little bit ahead and anticipate something that could, you know, in the long run affect, um, you know, their business in, in a really positive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone wins. But yeah, to just like sit like. Protecting that time I think is difficult. Mm -hmm. I totally
1: agree. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I I think a lot of it is you bring up a great point and I I totally agree that it is about right now, you know, but you also still have to be a student and you also still have to like, you know, that's like, that's, that's part of you and however you want to like refine your craft, just like me, me watching that Andy Warhol, um, you know, documentary really like just It was great, you know, because it was something new, it was Mm -hmm. something fresh. It also got me thinking. Um, And I don't ever want this mind to slow down or be in a place to where, like, it is stuck. And that is my number one fear, which is why it looks like I do so much. But it's only because you have to keep those wheels turning. Because once you, I mean, you know, advertising is a very muddy place. It's a very, very muddy place. And the mud is thick you know and the hardest thing and I guess the way to frame it up with uh, more so uh, minorities and people within advertising is really all about uh, keeping the wheels turning and actually being able to get that cart rolling Mm -hmm. so once you get that cart rolling and you're in there and you're coming up with ideas you have to keep going because the minute that you stop it's going to be harder for you to push forward through that dirt um and so uh that is the biggest thing for me is to just making sure that i'm constantly going constantly growing Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh the advances you know that the um industry is making and also when it comes to technology and uh the digital platforms
0: So we've only met a couple times in person. This is like only the second time. But my first, I feel like I've
1: known you forever. Oh, that's good. It's
0: because we follow each other on social media. Yeah, social media. (laughs) You feel like you know. Um, But my first impression when I met you was that, you know, you're really great at connecting with people and and making people feel like you're interested in them and that you're invested in what they're doing. Um, So what are your best tips for... People who might not be naturally social uh, when they meet people, like in a networking situation or just, you know, within the agency.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Grab a beer and just talk, <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> and just talk to somebody. No. Um, you know, I, I think that um, it is something that you have to break out of, and particularly in this industry, you also have to realize that everybody is awkward, right? Yes. I feel like the hard part is not necessarily talking to people. The hard part is being in the room mm-hmm. because 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 um, what has happened is you have had to work your way up to getting to that to that place where you are actually in the room like at America you were in the room right, right. so you're in the room that's the hard part because you figured it out you figured out what this is you figured out that you need to be there mm-hmm. and you got there um So now it's just about talking to people and I think that the best way that you can do that is to do it with everything outside of um advertising and to not focus on that focus on the individuals and focus on who they are because advertising is going to be there and it's not going anywhere so with me um I've always just focused on meeting people and trying to figure out who these amazing people are that are working beside me at different agencies Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I'm so confused and it's actually kind of funny sometimes that like diversity and inclusion is actually a problem because who the hell wants to talk to the same person every day, you know? Right. Um and so my thing is like bring in more people, bring in other people that look different, bring in people that talk, you know, weird to you. Yeah, yeah. Bring in people that have pink hair, bring in somebody that, you know, uh maybe rather voluptuous, bring in somebody that may be rather skin like yeah. you know, really really small, like all these people have different stories, and that is how you're going to grow—not um, only as an individual, but that's also how you're going to grow your client's business. Because you're—you are not the target audience for everything, you know. Even when you're—even when you're doing multicultural marketing, for instance. And the target audience is African Americans. I'm African American male, but I have my own lifestyle. I have I'm my own age. I'm my own individual. So there are things that you know I'll even see that I'm looking at that are geared and targeted towards African American men that do not resonate with me. Yet, you know, a multicultural or black owned agency has done them, which is interesting. So you really have to dig deep and know um, who you're talking to, but. Kind of just going back to the question, um, it's really about you wanting to sincerely understand and meet people for who they are rather than what they do.
0: Right, that's a great like just tactic. I mean, the next time like someone is in a networking situation or like at a conference, mm-hmm. like we were or something like that, just. Taking advertising out of it, just like Take can you talk out. like about anything else other than advertising? Because like you said, it'll be there. It's, kind it's of gonna like be the there. Context that you're in.
1: Yeah, it's the bubble.
0: It's <laughs> so, the bubble.
1: And sometimes you know it will throw people off. Yeah. Like I'll meet somebody and I'll be like, "What restaurant did y'all just go to?" Yeah. they will be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. That's not that's not <laughs> what we." where do you work? What do you do? And I'm like, no, I'm like hungry. (laughs)
0: That's that's all you need to know. That's all I need to know at the
1: moment. And then we'll meet again.
0: (laughs) All right. Last question for you. Best piece of advice that you've ever been given.
1: The best piece of advice is that life is a marathon and it is not a race and it is not something that you should be running to at a very, very fast pace. But it is a marathon, and you should definitely pace yourself um, so that you can still finish um, in first place. But you can also enjoy uh, the scenery, and you can also take breaths, and you can also um, know that you have accomplished something at the end of
0: the day. I love that. Very poetic. Mm-hmm. I love the, the visual, too, of it. Especially yeah. when like things get stressful, you're like, this is not like, this is not everything. Like yeah. I'm just like yeah, you have of the to. way. You know? Yeah,
1: you know, you, you, you have to, um, because you get so overwhelmed. Um, I think through just the pace of like, uh, creating things. Mm-hmm. Every season is not your season. Mm-hmm. Like it's not your season. However, when it's not your season, you should be planning for your season, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. yeah
0: great advice really great place to end thank you so much for the time this was amazing yes like really enjoyed our conversation and i think everyone will get so much out of it so i really appreciate you
1: awesome yeah absolutely this is great we are next i (laughs) i know you are next so i'm just privileged to uh be on this uh podcast and see where it you know see where it goes um, and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited to definitely do it again so we'll have to yeah, we'll have to do it part two maybe five years from now part two we'll see <laughs>
0: in the meantime before part two, where can people keep up with you online
1: Oh great, great question um so my website is www.adou.com. Um, and then on Instagram it's a hey, do you <laughs> um, but it's a underscore d. Uh, you uh-huh. underscore y-o-u and then just ado justin ado google you know whatever all that good stuff all and that i'll that include stuff. all
0: the links and stuff um in the show notes for this episode so. sweet awesome thank you again absolutely many many thanks to ado for all his advice as well as being such a huge supporter of we are next i've gotten some emails from subscribers and listeners about meeting up for coffee while i'm in new york city which i mentioned in the last episode And I think there's enough of you guys that it'd be fun to put together a small meetup at a coffee shop somewhere in Manhattan um, while I'm in town. And maybe invite some friends who work in the industry as well so people can meet each other. I don't know. It just sounds really fun. So I'm working on putting something like that together. So stay tuned for more details. Next week is the 10th episode of the We Are Next podcast. And I can't believe we're already at 10. It feels like it's gone by really quickly. Um, And I guess 10 is not that big of a number, but it's sort of a nice round one to celebrate. So I actually have a couple things launching next week um, that are associated with the podcast to give you guys more access to guests, but also more input on um, the types of things we're talking to them about. So stay tuned for that next week advice is so much better shared leave us a review on itunes or share the podcast with a friend and while you're at it subscribe to our weekly email it's a small dose of advice and insight delivered mondays i hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and that you're able to get closer to any goals that you've set for yourself i'm natalie and until next time you got this